Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I am so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Jennifer Harshman and Harshman Services for sponsoring today's podcast episode. I'm so thankful for the team at Harshman Services for being a part of helping my business and for sponsoring the podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. What is up, guys? Hope you are well. For today's interview, we are doing something a little different and super special. So my great friends, Raymond and Walter, who have both been on the podcast, recently released a book called The Startup Agent, Start Your Real Estate Business the Right Way the First Time. And like I said, by my friends Raymond and Walter, who are amazing realtors in their own right and have written an amazing book. And on today's episode, they actually were an interview guest on a membership call recently. And so they came on the call and answered questions from the members. So I don't have the Q&A attached. I'm happy to send it to people if they're interested. But I really wanted Walter and Ray to share about the book if you are interested in more information from you know the interview with them and then the Q&A, let me know. And I have great guests like this on the membership call every month. We have great calls every Monday morning at 10 a.m. on Zoom with a bunch of amazing agents who are looking to grow their real estate business. And so if you're interested in something like that, I would love to connect with you. They were an amazing guest on the membership uh, mastermind call, like I said, a couple weeks ago. And I wanted to share this with you because there's so much knowledge. Make sure you check out their book. Again, The Startup Agent. And you can, I'll make sure I have uh, show notes and stuff in there, but you can find the book on Amazon. It's a great book, definitely something you need to read, especially as a new realtor. I will turn it over to Raymond and Walter, who were amazing as guests on our Real Estate Survival Guide Mastermind Community call on Monday morning recently. And so check it out, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, yeah, enjoy the uh, a little bit of a different interview today as we have Raymond and Walter on the membership, but enjoy it and uh, let me know if you have any questions or you know anything you took away, feel free to reach out to me and I'd love to chat with you. So without further ado, I will turn it over to Walter and Ray. Yeah, man. It's our privilege. Thanks, John. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, so everyone keeps saying the book is incredible because every time I read it, I find a new typo I got to fix. <laughs> <laughs> well, the nice thing, it, it was through Amazon, right? So you can go in and fix it. And then the next order is like, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I guess on that note, that's like a great lesson, right? Like we shipped this book at 80%. Like we knew it wasn't perfect. We knew yeah. we just had to get it out there and make an impact and then we'll fix the rest later. You know, thank God we're not hard surgeons, right? We're yeah. just trying to help agents actually be better yeah. at the end of the day and get better. Yeah. And but, then uh, Michael, you've got like a wheat penny, bro. You don't even realize <laughs> it yet. So like as we refine and we tweak and we, and we fix all the little silly things that we find, You've got an original, so hold on to that. In like 800 years, it's a Van Gogh, right? It's going to be like the Ty Cobb baseball card or whatever, right? Yeah. Honus Wagner. So, so yeah, I, I think that is a huge lesson. Guys, let's kind of jump in. We'll get into the book definitely and spend a majority of the time there. But Walter, tell us about like your real estate journey. I know you both have been on the podcast, so many of the people on here listen to it. But just for those who haven't heard it, tell us, give us like a couple minutes of Walter's real estate story, you know, your background, and then Raymond, we can do the same. 
Sure, sure. sure. So I'll try to keep it super short and sweet. So I have been tinkering with real estate for decades now. Uh, I spent 21 years in the Navy. Every time the Navy moved me, I bought a property. Uh, A lot of people rent their whole 20-year Navy career. I thought it was a waste of time. There was no point for that. So I I became an investor well before I became a real estate agent. And I knew probably for 15 or 18 years prior to getting my license that that's what I was going to do when I retired from the Navy. It was just a matter of when's the right timing, when am I finally going to retire, where am I going to be? And so as I started to prepare to retire from the Navy, I got my real estate license. So I did full-time active duty Navy while also trying to be full-time real estate business owner for the first you know, three years of my real estate career. And, uh, and so a lot of discipline, a lot of structure, a lot of time management that went into doing both of those well. It worked out just fine. I became the number one in my office, top 3% of my whole MLS, blah, 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 did okay. Um, along that journey, I started having agents want to take me out to coffee, wanted to ask me questions. Hey, can I pick your brain? I see that you're just crushing it out here. What are you doing? How are you doing it? What what am I missing here? How can I replicate what you're doing? And so as I would go have coffee with agents all the time, I, I finally got to a point where I'm like, well, I love helping other agents. I should find a way to do this at scale because it's a lot of time commitment to have an agent ask to sit with me for an hour just, just to pick my brain. So I did a couple of YouTube videos called Coffee with Walt just to try to push out to the sphere. And then one thing led to another and I wound up in the coaching world and I do that more than anything now. I'm I'm just coaching agents and trying to help them replicate some of the success that I had. Yeah, the journey's incredible, man. Like and and going from the military background to the lessons in real estate you've learned is really really cool. Raymond, tell us about your your journey's also incredible. Tell us more about like, you know, your real estate background. You guys, every time I talk to Raymond, I definitely cannot complain about how busy I am with two kids because they've got multiple kids, one with special needs. His wife's also in real estate like they're doing so much. So if you ever think like I'm busy, just look at Raymond and realize, uh, no, they've got way more going on. I can't complain. Yeah. So we have five kids. Um, Like John said, one of them special needs, nonverbal autistic daughter, Mm -hmm. our middle kid, Uh, three dogs, a lot of heartbeats in my house. My journey is totally different. I have been a real estate investor for over 30 years, but my focus was always in creating products. I would create, design, engineer, manufacture, and distribute over 450 different products over 30 years to B2B and B2C channels, all funded by my real estate investments. I have built portfolios, I have leveraged them, I have lost them and had to rebuild time and time again. And the truth is that COVID pushed real estate to a whole new level for me. When COVID hit, I had just launched a new patented product that I had to market. We had a very big contract going to market with a public company. And when the stock market took a hit of about 30%, that contract went out the window. I lost more than half of my consulting clients. And then we were locked at home with five kids and no special needs services. And and we had to recalibrate. So I started coaching agents one-to-one. Some of them were my clients that I was consulting for. I've owned a marketing agency for the last 12 years as well. And I really enjoyed that. And I was helping people and seeing transformation. So that got really difficult on the one-to-one level with five kids at home and everything that was going on with our special needs daughter. So I had to pivot. And that's kind of where my podcast came from. And from there, I met Walt and a handful of other guys within our now organization, And I looked at my wife and said, hey, we're doing this all wrong. So 
you know, we did what we call triple down on real estate. I went all in on the podcast. We both got our licenses, joined EXP, and started a team here in Chicago that we're building out and are tripling down on our long-term investments over the next 10 years, aiming at 5,000 units all in multifamily. And it's been insane. Like, honestly, it's been crazy. But this book is a culmination of Walt and I's ability to rebound. And for me, a lot of this framework in this book and where the title came from was starting over and over and over again. I've had 45 companies, 40 have failed, five have done well, two have had public exits. And the framework is all the same at the end of the day, regardless of what you're doing. So if you are just starting your real estate journey or you are newer to real estate, there is a very simple framework that if you follow it, you will find success. The challenge is consistency and often it becomes boring and you don't feel like you're making progress. Yeah, so good. And I'm so glad you kind of segued because that's where we were heading. Like, so, so really the experiences led to the book, but why? Okay. So like, what made you say, like, we have to write this book, right? Because I'm sure a lot of us, right. I think they say, you know, most statistics are made up on the spot, but I think they say like 80% of people have a book in them. They just never write it. What made you guys decide like, no, we have to put this out. Right. Because, because kind of like a podcast, a book is a labor of love, right? You're putting in all the time all the effort, all the energy to try and sell a book and help people. But it's not like you're making a ton of money on the book. So what made you say, like, we have to do this? Yeah. So I think Ray and I are 100% in agreement with this. If you could sum up the entire project into one sentence, 87% failure rate in the real estate industry. That's it. That's why we wrote the book. We want to take that number as low as we can possibly get it. And it re- we realized at some point along the way that there's only two things that agents don't have to be successful. There's either a knowledge gap or an execution gap. That is it at, at the end of the day. Those are the only two things. You either lack the knowledge that you need to do it or you just don't do it. Now, I can't fix a person's execution gap, right? I can teach them time management. I can talk about discipline and structure and consistency, and I can show them how to do it. Obviously, we can't do it for them. But so the book... Uh, gives the resources for them to execute, but it also gives the knowledge that so many agents just don't get, right? You go get your license and essentially you learn a couple things. How do I stay out of jail? How do I keep my broker out of jail? How do I not get sued? How do I keep my broker from getting sued? Okay, great. Everything else is on me. I'll go figure it out. And the moment you get your license, you're getting text messages and phone calls and emails. Oh, I can do your marketing. I have a proprietary system. I can generate you leads and blah, 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 blah. And it's all hot garbage at the end of the day. And so that's really, truly why we wrote the book is we want to we want to try to see the statistical 87 percent failure rate come down as low as we can possibly get it by giving the knowledge and the resources for agents to go out there and learn what they need to learn and then go execute on it. Yeah, the the book is really just the door into like our world. You know, when you get the book, you also get a ton of resources on the back end. We're giving two free courses, we're giving scripts, we're giving a goal tracker, we're giving an activity management tool. Because really, the system is what you're doing every day. Like so many people think the system is a CRM or it's my lead generation strategy. The system is what you're doing every day. That's what's going to make or break your business, right? So what do you wake up and choose to do? Where is your focus going? 
are you doing one thing consistently and not being distracted? Whether it's lead generation, which you can call making friends, you could call relationship building, right? You can call it whatever you want, but at the end of the day, you have to have conversations with people if you're going to be a real estate agent, period. Yeah. So where is your time going and where is your focus going? And, you know, going back to the question, why did we write this book? Because it needed to be written. Yeah. There, there's a million books out there all about real estate, but not one of them tell you what to do as step one, the day you get your license. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I want to jump into the book, Raymond. I want to ask you this question because I know I'll forget if I don't. And I know we have Q&A time here at the end. Okay. You put something on Facebook a couple of weeks ago we had, and we just talked like two days after that and it was genius. So tell everyone on the call and it was really about like growing your network. So just tell us what that post was about and what you do. And then we'll dive into the, the book. But I knew I had to ask because I don't want to forget. Was this about the agent OS or was it about something else? No, the picture of the truck. Oh yeah. So finding vendors. Yes. Right? Like everybody wants to complicate it yet. Everyone's driving around with a phone. <laughs> Literally I'm driving again. We have five kids, right? So three or four of them are usually with me. Our oldest one just started driving not too long ago. So I gained back 12 hours a week. That was huge. <laughs> but that's how I find vendors. I drive around and I'm going to and from these different places and I don't take the same route. I always take a different route. Like I want to explore a new neighborhood. I'm looking for for sale by owners, right? Like I'm looking for new businesses popped up, other real estate agents in around the area. I want to build my network. So I'm constantly taking pictures of uh, trucks, vans, real estate signs, um, commercial buildings for lease, to get in touch with all of these different people. And like leveraging that time in your car is so underrated. Like literally you guys, half this book was written with voice notes on Google Docs while driving. And how you're using your time matters, which I'm sure, you know, Walt will get into at some point, but think about all the interactions you actually have every day, right? I'm not just talking about going into Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or wherever you're getting your coffee or meeting parents at school or, if you're going into a corporate job because you're a you know part-time agent, whatever the case may be, but literally the truck next to you or the car next to you that is a cleaning company, those are all opportunities to meet people, to expand your network, to start developing relationships. If you have a podcast to get people on your podcast, I did a post on Saturday in a local group, Glenview Northbrook group. There's like 15,000 members. The post is for my local community podcast called the Chicago podcast. And all I said was, Hey, who wants to be on a local podcast called the Chicago podcast in an hour and a half, I had 26 conversations going via messenger, nine booked appointments, nine new vendors and two new partners. Literally I did my whole week's worth of work in two hours on a Saturday morning. That is so insane. <laughs> right. And there is no excuse in the world we live in today. Now, even if you don't have a podcast, the message could have been different. Hey, I'm Michael. I'm a realtor here in Brooklyn. I'm looking for new vendors and partners to work with. Someone's going to raise their hand. Even if it's only one person, that's okay. Take the win. Like that is a win. One new person in your world every single day is 365 a year. Over three years, that's a thousand people you will get a ton of business from a database of a thousand people. I promise. Yeah. So, so good. So, okay. Thank you for sharing that. Let's yeah. dive into the book again. It's amazing. The startup agent. So tell me about 
the, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to jump into my favorite <laughs> chapter, which is chapter two. You've been lied to about time. So, guys, what I need you to know about Raymond and Walter is, like I said, they're literally two of the busiest people I know. Um, Walter was on my podcast. And when I asked him about time management, I think he I might have had to clean it up, Walter. I think he said, like, that's bull BS, right? <laughs> like, it's BS. There's no such thing as time management. It's all about time allocation. Right. And and Walter, guys, this is not a joke. Walter showed me his schedule and his schedule was literally like, I'm pretty sure he had 20 meetings that day. But he had those 20 meetings in those, you know, 15 to 30 minute slots. He did them. And then at seven o'clock, he went and spent time with his his wife and his kids. Right. And so that is, you know, that's huge for him. But tell us. Yeah. Walter, dive into like why it's BS and, you know, what what the lesson is there for all realtors. Yeah. So the, the title of the book, You've Been Lied to About Time, was intentional, right? So how many people on the call have a 27-hour day? Raise your, <laughs> raise your hand if your day is more than 24 hours. Right. How many of you have a 23-and-a-half-hour day or do you get a full 24 hours in your day? Right. So we're not managing time. We all get the same 24 hours. All we're doing is figuring out how do we best allocate, prioritize, and manage the activities we're doing within the same given time we all have. And that's the secret is, you know, you hear time management and, you know, time blocking and all this stuff. And, and some of it is valid and some of it is great, but you're not ever managing time. You're simply managing the activities that you choose to do to, to move yourself, your personal business, your, your personal life, whatever it is forward within a 24 hour period. So we call it activity management in the book because that's really what it is. It's not time management, it's activity management. And then we break down uh, some really simple, very actionable ways that you can both figure out what you wanna do, prioritize the things you should do, and then get all the way down into the daily, hour by hour, day for day action items that you should be dropping on your calendar so that your calendar essentially becomes the roadmap for you to go execute. It's not a, well, it's Monday morning and I really don't feel like it. It's, no, I've already planned out my entire week. I know the success I choose to have. All I have to do now is hold myself accountable to the line item I put on my calendar when I was planning it out. And, and that's what a lot of people mistake in their businesses. They're like, well, I really don't feel like X, Y, Z. I'm busy and therefore I don't want to. If you can string together a series of do it anyway days, your year will be light years ahead of everybody else because when people don't feel like it, they don't do it. But if you've sat down and you've budgeted out all of the successes you want to have that week, if you've prioritized all the individual activities you know you need to do to move your business forward, and then you wake up on Monday morning and you go, well, it doesn't really matter how I feel, game on. All I have to do is hold myself accountable to the calendar I built. It, it's a game changer in your life and your business. Yeah, good stuff. Raymond, tell us about how you've kind of experienced that in your life and your business similar. So prior to COVID, I thought I had a real grasp on how I use my time. Mm -hmm. And uh, when my 50, 60 hours a week of production time went out the window and got condensed to 15, completely made me shift on how I get my results. So I figured out a new method with the help of all of my podcast guests Right. I really took a look at who was doing what, what was working, who was showing up, who was living a life that I was aiming for, what results were they getting? 
And I ended up building a system and that system is five steps in four hours. And today that's what I use to get 80% of my results. So real estate isn't the only thing that I do. I own a marketing company. I do consulting. And as we're building our real estate business, those are still things that I have to deliver on, right? So if I sell something more often than not, I also have to deliver on whatever I'm selling, whether it's a marketing package or whatever consulting work that I'm obligated to. Even though I have some freelancers as part of my team, the bulk of that work is me. Like people are paying for my knowledge to help transformation or growth in their business. So really focusing on my activities matter. And like, you know, for Mondays, as an example, my weekends are nonstop. I'm a very involved dad and we have a blended household. So my kids are with me on Friday through Monday and then Wednesdays and Thursdays. Like I have my kids a lot. I'm grateful for that. But because of that, I have to constantly know what's happening and where my pockets are, right? And honestly, thank God for a tool like Calendly where I can just some, send that to somebody and they can book their spot and then it manages it for me. But I need to know that I'm working on what's getting those results on a regular basis. So like Mondays, nine to noon are my regroup time, right? I drop the last kid off at school at 8.30. I get home, jumping on with you guys. Then I'll regroup and refocus the rest of my week to make sure that my activities are going to produce 80% of my results. And I don't have a to-do list. I have a done list. That's it. I pick three things I want to accomplish for the week. And then I back into what three things each day I have to do to move them forward. And that's it. And it either gets done or it doesn't. If it doesn't, it gets moved to the next day if it's still a priority. Priorities change. You guys know that. If you have kids, priorities change sometimes by the hour, depending upon who's sick or who's home or who's having a bad day or whatever the case is. So understanding not overwhelming yourself with all this that you think is important because most likely it's not. It's urgent, right? Going to the grocery <clears throat> store, getting the dry cleaning, taking the dog to the vet. It's urgent, but it's going to get done regardless. So what's important in your life? And that's what I would challenge everybody on here to start thinking in that way. What is important, not what's urgent? Because what's urgent is going to happen regardless. What's important is never going to happen unless you move it to the top of your list. Yeah, so good, man. And and I think you guys are an example for anyone on here. Like, stop with the excuses about stuff you can't do. Raymond, I think something, well, both of you do a great job of, you know, Raymond, what is it? You basically do five things a day, right? And you guys talk about this in the book. So let's talk more about like what those five things are that you do every day and why it's important to, I mean, you and me had a conversation, right? As people that do podcasts, as people that, you know, you've written a book, I'm thinking about a book, we've got all these different things going on. It would be very easy to be like, to like overwhelm yourself and to work like 20 hours a day. Right. And it's like, we've both spoken about like, yeah, but me working 20 hours a day, making really good money, but then having no time for my wife and my kids, what, what was it worth? Right. What was it worth? So tell us both of you really, like, how do you decide what the important things are like, and how do you say, okay, these are the four or five things for today and everything else can go to till tomorrow. Well, so I think, and Walt, I'm going to ask you to jump into this after I drop this real quick. So I think a lot of people want to separate life, right? And they want these different buckets. They want work. They want family. They want this. They want that. I don't live like that. I have one bucket. That's the bucket of life. 
It is long, but it is short if we spend our time wasting it, right? So my whole goal is integration and what does that look like? So I developed three core areas that I care about, fitness, family, and finance. Fitness is my physical health, my emotional health, my mental health, and my personal development. That's how I look at it. Family is wife, kids, friends. Again, one bucket, it's relationships, period. And the third one is finance. And that finance is everything I do to make an impact on people. Because if I'm not making an impact on people, I'm not going to earn income, period. Right? I don't care whether I'm selling houses or I'm at Chick-fil-A managing the drive-thru like some guy I used to know. So <laughs> if you look at that as some, inter- some guy that was trying to uh, improve things instead of getting the darn food out the window at 12 30 <laughs> in the afternoon. But continue. <laughs> so, you know, that integration becomes important, you know. So the framework that I came up with is okay, I have 20 hours a week to produce 80% of my results. What am I gonna do? So I came up with five things every single day in the world we live in today. Number one is lead generation, just one hour. And that can be anything. It can be cold calling. It could be door knocking. It can be messaging people on Facebook groups. It could be doing a Facebook group post and then answering replies, Uh, setting one appointment out of that. That could be a Zoom call. It could be an in-person meeting, adding all those people to your database at minimum one person a day, and then attending one appointment, which again, can be a Zoom. Like I would count this as attending an appointment today. Met some new people, hopefully made an impact, made some new friends and whatever comes of it, only the future will know. I can't count the steps of what that looks like, right? But I know I need to do the work to get there. And then creating content. We live in a content world. That could be one video post, it could be a photo post, it could be written word, it could be a blog, it can be a podcast, whatever you want. But there's a reason why I have chosen to do the things that I have in this framework that I've developed. And those things are like the podcast is an example. It's a video podcast. I wanted long form content so I can take that long form content and then chop it up into much smaller content. I can pull audio. I can pull video. I can do audiograms. I could pull GIFs. I could do all these different things from spending one hour on a podcast with somebody. And that became a better use of my time to enable to get those results. Like I encourage everybody and their mom to have a podcast for real. Thank you. Thank you. Just keep saying it because I feel like nobody's listening yet. (laughs) Like it's true. It doesn't matter that there's millions of podcasts. Like there's what billions of iPhone users at this point. Like who cares? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It's still the 1% rule. You guys. Yeah. It's always going to be the 1% rule. There's literally almost 8 billion people, I think, on this planet right now. How many people do you think are actually making content? We are in a consumer-centric world. Nobody's making content still. I don't care how many TikTokers you see crushing it. The opportunity is there for you to go out and build your audience, create your network, and leverage whatever is unique about you. Like, that is real. Don't let anybody fool you. Yeah. Um, What I think, and again, I'm going to quickly say, it's so funny. I've interviewed people that have been in the podcasting space for years, right? And I'm like, well, what was it like 12 years ago when you got in? Just this last week, I interviewed Nick Loper. He's got 20 million podcast downloads. It's it's literally insane. Um, One of the biggest podcasters. And he's like, honestly, I thought it was crowded when I got in. And even and now he's like, there's not there's nothing out there. There's the the opportunities for people with a podcast is absolutely crazy. So Yeah, very good information, Raymond, and everybody should have a podcast, even if it's I love what you've done with the Chicago podcast. It's like local, but people are going to find it and be like, oh, well, I need someone to help me with real estate. 
oh, you know, let me talk to Raymond. Like, and that's that's what happens. So, yeah. Um, so I I'd like to invite Walt to jump into that framework yeah, and talk please. about it because he operates in a unique fashion as well. Yeah. So I I'll just I'll, I know we're going to keep moving. I'm sure there's lots of good questions in there. I'll just say a couple things about uh, about the activity management uh, and, and Ray has done it. He it's just in the background of the way he's built out his schedule. Uh, one of the things that I teach in the time management and goal planning course that I teach when I'm coaching is priorities. And, and so I try to keep it super simple, right? You can do it differently. This is just Walt Key's way of doing it. It seems to work pretty well for everybody. Establish three different priorities. And when you build out your calendar, do it in that priority level, right? And so the first one is always what I call the, the can't miss items. These are things that you absolutely have to be at but you don't get to control the timing, right? Doctor's appointment, the kiddo has a, a soccer game, there's a ballet recital, right? Anything that is important to your life is some of the things that Ray would call the urgent things, right? These have to get done. And I don't get to control the timing of when my kid goes to the dentist. Put those on your calendar first before you ever start planning out your business. Because we all hear the buzzword, right? Work-life balance, work-life balance, but nobody can actually define what that means. Well, I'm here to tell you, it's a really simple definition for me. My life and family is more important than my work, period, end, stop. If you prioritize the family stuff, the life stuff, the things that, as Ray said, are urgent and have to happen, you put those on the calendar where they have to be first, it becomes really easy to look at your calendar and see the time that you now have available. That's where you start plugging in the number two priority items, which are what I call the must do items, right? These are the, you know, the five by four in Ray's world. These are the activities that you choose that you say, these are the things I'm going to do to move my business forward. So maybe it's lead gen, maybe it's follow-up, maybe it's YouTube content, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's I'm going to go out into my community and network with people, right? We teach dozens of different lead gen strategies, both in the book and in our coaching program. You don't have to try to do a dozen different things. That's not effective. You want to pick two, three, and really hone in on the two or three that make the most sense to you and then do them consistently and repetitively. So you're going to put those on your calendar first. And then the last one I call, you know, the everything else. And a lot of people are, when I give the example, I'll say like, if I'm going to take my wife out to dinner on Friday night, on Sunday evening, when I plan out my whole week, I'm going to put on my calendar dinner Friday, six to eight. And a lot of people are like, well, Walt, that doesn't make any sense. I don't need to be reminded to take my spouse to dinner, but here's why you're putting this on your calendar in a disciplined manner is if on Tuesday... I'm in my lead gen process and a brand new client says, yeah, we're coming into town. We'd like to see some houses this weekend. Can we start at five o'clock on Friday? I'm not thinking about dinner with my wife on Friday. I'm in lead gen mode. But if I can say to this brand new client, well, hold on one second and let me check my calendar. Oh, no, I can't do five o'clock on Friday. I already have an appointment, but I can do 8 a.m. on Saturday morning. And immediately I cannot overbook. I don't have to look like a schmuck because I have to call this client back and reschedule because I overbooked my calendar. I can send them the link to my calendar if I need to and say, hey, just book whatever's good for you. Budgeting the other things that you want to accomplish, right, to make your life and your work properly balanced onto your calendar protects your time so that something else doesn't accidentally step on it once you get into the grind of your week. 
and it becomes incredibly efficient. You don't have to duplicate effort. You don't have to look bad to a brand new client because you missed something. You got to call them back and say, oh, you know what? I actually, I know I said I could do that, but I actually can't. Let's reschedule. That's a bad first impression. It just protects your time so that you can maximize it when you're prioritizing out your schedule. So those three priorities have been key for me. And I always teach agents to budget out their calendar in advance using those three priority levels. It, it'll it'll make you feel like you have a 27 hour day when Monday morning rolls around. No, it, it's so true. It's so true. So I love all of this. Both of you, I already kind of addressed the time management chapter. So I kind of snuck ahead and got what I wanted in there. Tell us besides that one, what is your favorite chapter in the book and each of you and um, kind of tell tell people like what what they can learn in that chapter and why it's important. Mm. I'll be I'll be super quick on this one. And I'll let Ray go. So I, I tell people, guys, Walter Raymond has to like make him talk because he would come here and just sit here. He's very sit and absorb the knowledge that everybody else. <laughs> so I think in my mind, chapter one is chapter one for a reason. It is yeah. the most important chapter of the entire book. Chapter one short, is mindset, guys. It's a short yep. chapter. Yeah, but it's all about mindset. And and I'm not going to spoil or alert the book if anyone wants to read it. <laughs> I tell a very specific, very unique story about something that I decided when I was 15 years old, I planned out the rest of my entire life for the next 25, 30 years at age 15. And it took me years to accomplish that goal, but I accomplished that goal that I set when I was 15. And the only reason that I accomplished it was because my mind was firmly set on that task. That was the goal. And I, I took incremental steps for years to work me towards that goal. And so I truly, truly believe that your potential is only limited to your own ability to allow your mind to dream a little bit, cast a strategic vision on what you want your business and your life to be, and then lock that in your mind and get after it. So mindset is, we hear the buzzword all the time, like, oh yeah, mindset, mindset. There's all these gurus out there talking about mindset. But it can't be uh, overstated how drastically important it really is to get your mind right and to be willing to grind through on a consistent and disciplined manner and just execute on the things that you choose to execute on. They'll change your life. Yeah. Good stuff, right? So my favorite chapter is decision, because I think where I see the majority of real estate professionals fail is they never make the decision to be a real estate agent. Right. So we'll pick on Vincent since he's not 18 yet. <laughs> when he turns 18 and he goes to get his license and he gets his license, my wish for you, dude, is that you decide to be a real estate agent, period. It's not if, it's not and, it's not or, it's I'm going to be a real estate agent, period. And that you harness the drive and ambition to push forward all of the hills you're going to battle all of everyone's opinions on the market, everyone's opinions on interest rates, everybody's opinions on what you should be doing with your life. And you just own that decision and you just march forward every day, one step at a time. Because the amount of people that I get messages from that are real estate agents and don't even realize the opportunity that they have because they're in a growing community like Austin or Tennessee or Alabama or Florida, and they are just crying on the couch. And I do have empathy for them. I do. I feel bad because so many of us, and I'm guilty of this too, you guys, cannot get out of our own way because we haven't made a decision. We haven't made a choice. 
And that is so important to me, right? Because everything you do begins with one decision. What time you get out of bed? Do you brush your teeth first and then have coffee? Do you have coffee and then, you know, jump into the kids? Like my day is structured the way that it is for a reason because I failed so many other ways that I finally figured out what's gonna win for the way that I need to function. And we're all different, like we're all unique. We all have different needs, we all have different abilities, we all have different family dynamics. But yeah. when you make a decision to do whatever you want to do, it's a game changer. Then you don't do it when you convenient, you do it regardless. And that dude, that's like a mic drop moment, right? Because I feel like so often we do the things are, that are convenient, right? I'll spend time with my wife if it's convenient. I'll spend time with my kids if it's convenient. Every time Walter says that to me, I'm like, yeah, that's so good. Because we do, we, we're so busy, we're flying by the seat of our pants that we overbook, right? And eventually people are going to feel like I am not a priority anymore, you know, and that's that's how stuff falls apart. So really good stuff. Tell us. I, I know I, I want to get to questions when people buy the book, which is literally like so cheap, you can't not. They get a ton of free resources. Tell us more about like the resources. Raymond, you'll have to tell us about um, the program you talk to me about. Yeah. So just tell us about all the stuff that is out there for to help people i'm gonna let walt take the resources man nice. okay yeah i so i i've been telling people the the book is it's like a a gateway or a door right to an, a larger program really is what it boils down to and, and it, it just kind of came that way which is great you know you're getting i think it's fair to say you're getting thousands of dollars of resources and and knowledge and coaching and and systems and tools for uh, the cost of a paperback book which is pretty cool. So for me personally, one of the things that we put into the resources hub is uh, I, I teach a course called Quality Conversations, How to Build Relationships That Build Your Business. I've been coaching agents on how to have great conversations with people for years. I built my entire business having great conversations with people. So over the course of years of having conversations, refining conversations, you know, tweaking scripts, I've built out a good bit of scripts. And I think I've covered just about any conversation you could have, but whether it be a FISBO an expired, a local small business professional in your network, if you want to go build strategic partnerships with things like CPAs and lawyers, there you go. It's tax attorneys. Um, your sphere, even, right. Even, even a, even a converse, this one sphere and past clients, I tend to harp on in my course um, because so many people neglect this, right. Your sphere there's a way to have a great conversation with them without being a salesy schmuck to them. And you should have those conversations. Your past clients, right? This is, this is mind boggling. 90%, this is the NAR statistic. 90% of buyers and sellers within 12 months of closing on transactions said that they would use or recommend their realtor for future business. 90%, 12% use the same agent on the next transaction. So where is that gap from 90% love me, five-star review, we're great friends now, five or six years later, only 12% use the same agent, right? The problem there is not the client doesn't like you anymore. It's that your follow-up is non-existent and they forgot your name, right? And so having a great conversation with your past clients in a very structured way so that you're not sounding salesy, you're not being sleazy, but you're you're being engaged enough that they remember you six years later when they need a realtor or heaven forbid you like referrals, they send you business consistently over the next five or six years. It'll change your world in, the term, in terms of real estate because at some point when your database is large enough and properly managed, 
you don't have to lead gen anymore. You can, you can just yeah. work off of repeat and referral business if you do that. So all those conversations, all those scripts are there. That, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I also built a yearly business goal tracker that I walk through when I do the time management and goal planning course to actually help you understand like what's your annual goal and break that goal all the way down into monthly milestones to keep you on track so that you can every single month you can go, did I close what I needed to close to hit my yearly goal? Am I pending enough to hit my yearly goal? And it gives you the opportunity to make adjustments. If you're not making your goals, do more activity or get better at them. If you are making your goals, great. At least you know you're on track. And that walks all the way down into individual daily action items that you can start dropping on your calendar. So it's just a simple little format to help you know where you want your business to go and actually break it down to a level that you can wake up every week and go, time to execute. I know I'm going to hit my goal at the end of the year. Then there's, there's a new agent boot camp, which Ray built out, which is phenomenal. So if you're new or it, even if you're new-ish, right, but you still think like, I'm not quite where I want to be. There's still some things I can learn. There's still some processes to roll out. There's a new agent boot camp that will walk you through literally day for day. Here's some action items. Here's the execution to get you rocking and rolling in your real estate business um, on and on and on. Uh, little stuff that nobody ever thinks about until you realize how important it is. Uh, a Google My Business course to teach you how to get found and seen on Google properly and how to boost your own profile on Google by getting out there and being interactive with your profile. So uh, without spending an hour talking about that, right? If you're not on Google, you're shooting yourself in the foot. It's free and it's wildly effective marketing if you do it right. Um, so you get the Google My Business course for free on there as well. So then you get access to our double year income coaching free Tuesday webinars. We do a uh, a uh, live webinar every Tuesday where we're teaching different strategies, different agents. It's not just Ray and I. We've got about a dozen top producing agent coaches. They all teach a different strategy on how to do business really, really well. Um, and they walk you through not just a, hey, this is what I do, but this is exactly how I did it. So if you like it, go run with it, replicate it in your own market, uh, on and on and on. That's a little snippet about the resources that you get. And we're constantly adding to it. I mean, I've got a affiliate link to the CE shop. So if you got, if you need to do PLE or CE, you can get great discounts on it. Uh, we're going to be rolling out some other affiliate links to some other things as well. So, yeah, yeah I, I love all of that. I mean, I think the resources alone are worth the price of the book, obviously. Um, and I think it's so funny, you know, I'm looking at, so Raymond and Walter, Jeremy, you guys are all people that I've like connected with and like build friendships with through a podcast, through what you guys are doing. And so for everyone out there, what I think is so cool is like the power of when you build stuff, right? Now I'm talking about Raymond and Walter's book and what they're building. And, and that's what happens. So I have, this isn't to pitch the podcast, which many of you listen to anyway, but I'm pretty sure that, so my episode for Friday is talking about, if you build it, we, we will come in. It was my friend, John Stange. He's built an amazing platform and what's so funny about that is he basically says like you spend the first year building it out and then like after that it, it builds it for you right because of i mean people that i'm looking at have, have referred people to this membership to my podcast and so i think the thing is like the same thing happens in your real estate business where like you have to do a lot of the legwork on the front end but then those referrals i had someone message me while i was at the phillies game saturday and they're like Hey, we like this person recommended us. Can you help us look for a house? And I'm like, yep, like that was easy. Once you, if you do a great job with your sphere of influence and your current and past clients, right? Like Friday, someone had a house anniversary. I mailed her a card a few days before. If you do a great job with those people, you're going to have success. So 
That's awesome. Guys, thank you all so much for being here. Great to see you all. Excited to see you guys next Monday morning. Ray and Walter, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Anytime, you guys. Check out the book, The Startup Agent. And seriously, when they say they'll answer your questions, they're serious because they help me. You guys are the best. Thanks for the the time you spent on the call, you know, and and for being willing to be a guest. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Don't be shy, you guys. Go crush today. All right, guys. I'll see you guys. Have a great week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.